0: Hi there, this is Daniel Eccles and you're listening to the Learned Opportunity Podcast. We're here to help you gain more opportunities in your personal and professional life. Jason Alcott is who we are talking to today. I met him as we were on an online course and it's just a a person that I'm so thankful to have met Jason. He and I are interested in the same sort of stuff. Really interestingly, he works uh, in construction in, in gutters. His company puts gutters on houses in British Columbia, which, if you know anything about British Columbia, it's a rainforest up there. So, kind of like Seattle, where it rains all the time, that's what happens over there as well. So, definitely a lot of gutters needing to be installed. But he also has written a book recently called The Sewing Principle and this is about personal development and spiritual development and it's mixing both of those two areas together to come to the same conclusion that the things that you're doing today the little things that you're doing right now are things that make big impact and change on your life So he's going to talk to us a little bit about that and about his book, The Sewing Principle. We're going to talk about what it is that you are managing. What are the gifts, the things that you have been given? And what are you going to do with the things that you have been given to manage? And those things, how you behave, what you do with them, where will that lead you? Overall, who are you becoming by doing the things that you are doing with the gifts that you have been given? So if you want to make an impact, are you becoming the kind of person that is going to make an impact? So we're going to talk to Jason Alka a little bit about that. And thank you so much for listening. Hey, this is actually going to be the last episode of season two. I'll be uh, on next friday just to tell you a little bit more about the season two wrap up and about what you can expect from future episodes of the learned opportunity podcast i'm already lining up some some guests for season three i think it's going to be a really great season so thank you all right let's listen to this episode with jason alcott Hi there, this is Daniel Eccles, your host and the Learned Opportunity Podcast, where we help you gain more opportunities in your personal and professional life. And today is Jason Alcott. We were taking a class together online. It was a pleasure to meet him. And he has recently written a book called The Sewing Principle, which is a framework for looking at all the things that God's blessed you with, all that he's calling you to, and how you can discern if you're moving towards or away from his will for your life, or or kind of how I like to put it. What do you manage? What are you going to do with it? And where will you end up after you do so? So that sort of thing. I don't know, Jason. What do you What do you think? Is that a, a, a decent song? I love it.
1: No, that's good. <laughs> I like it. You break it down. Keep it simple. Yeah. What, what What's in your control? What do you manage? What are you going to do with it? Right. And then, where, and if you do manage it properly, where's that going to put you? You Yeah. Five, 10, 15 year sound growth. That, that, you're dead on.
0: What are you going to get? What's the harvest that you're going to get? Yeah. What what are you going to get? Yeah. I mean, well, that's like a little thing about you, but listeners will know that I like to ask, like, what, what's actually important for people to know about you, Jason?
1: Yeah, for sure. No, appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity to have me on Daniel. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's kind of, it's fun to get to know people from all over the country. And that's been happening actually all over the world. Having written this book, I I spoke with a lady in Nigeria yesterday. It's just incredible who you get to connect with when you when you're when you're kind of looking to uplift and encourage people. So for people to know about me, I'm in my early 40s, which still surprises me when I say that. It surprises um, me
0: seeing you on the Zoom yeah. screen.
1: Well, <laughs> people can't see me, so they listen to the voice. They'll be like, "Oh, maybe that guy sounds like he might be boy. <laughs> yeah, so for, 41 this year. So that's fun. I have I have married been married for 6 years. I recently mistakenly told somebody I've been married for 7 years and my wife's like, "No, no, no. It's only been 6." I'm like, "Well, apparently it feels like longer to me." <laughs> um <laughs> in a good way. She, did, she didn't think that was fun. Funny. Yeah, exactly. In a great way, like the best part of my life. And then I have three little girls. And so that, you know, between my my home life and, and my family, that, that's huge, huge for us. Mm-hmm. So I got a four-year-old, I got a three-year-old, and I got a seven-week-old baby girl. So wow. I am just highly, amazingly blessed. And that, that's a big part of it. I also, I work in my day-to-day. I, I run a construction company that installs gutters on houses here in Vancouver. So we live in a rainforest. So it's a pretty big business up here. I've got about uh, 30, approximately 30 staff on the team that I help oversee. And so that's a big part of my day-to-day. So all of this in compasses in and then i i've been writing this book and i do uh, youtube videos to to kind of uplift and encourage people that's really where my passion lies and mm-hmm. uh, where i see you know kind of moving more into the future is uplifting and encouraging people that way
0: oh i guess uh, you're you're talking in your book is the sewing principle how do connect that for me with how do you get a book and you're doing construction and gutter work like what what What's the path there?
1: Yeah, totally right. So so I only, I've only started working, I've been working with this company here for the last, I think it's been six years now. And I came on board when some owners bought the business. And I previously, I have a business uh, degree and background, but I'd never been in the construction field before. So really I, my, my area of focus has always been in working with people. And this is a great mm-hmm. company full of incredible people. And that's that I get the opportunity to work with. They just happen to do construction. That just happens to be the field that they're in. You know, previous to this, I was working with a medical company that worked in hearing aids. And I didn't know anything about hearing aids. Either, but I worked with a great team of people there that were supporting, you know, a number of stores across Canada and, and all this stuff. But you're working with people, and that's sort of where my my passion and, and skill set has has come out and learning different leadership principles. And but always in the back of my mind for many many years, I wanted to write a book. I wanted to write a book about the intersection between. You know, what do we know about personal growth? Mm. And what do we know about spiritual growth? And, and we, you know, we read about these things in the Bible and there's a real intersection and overlap between a lot of concepts that I think are out there. And one of them being just the importance of what we do daily. And there's a lot of really great books about that. Some of them obviously in the spectrum of my faith and, and, and quote unquote Christian books, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of great books out there that aren't necessarily written by Christian authors that have some really great insights into how we can improve ourselves and improve different areas of our life. And I, so the Sewing principle for me is sort of a bit of an intersection of some of those things that I knew from both of these fields of mm. studying leadership in a secular capacity and also growing in my faith through church and, and school and, and, and various points in my life. So that's really what kind of brought me to that point where it's like, I want I wanted to do something. I wanted to create something. I wanted to write something and it took me a while to get there, but, but here we are.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. I mean, it doesn't take a faith-based book or a secular book to tell you the truth necessarily is that we're all becoming something or someone totally. yes. and, and one quote that i liked from your book just in that introduction there you were talking about that you would like to be a husband and you were writing down qualities of uh, a future wife that you would enjoy and then you realized though that the woman that you would want a woman that has those qualities you said would never marry the man that you were (laughs) or in the the present, you said a a woman like this will never marry the man I am today. So you're, but that's a great realization of like uh, you're, if you're wanting to become somebody that would (laughs) so a a wife uh, or be a husband and that what could, what needs to change today?
1: Yeah, it was a, it was a huge turning point for me in my life in recognizing you know, you can. I'm a big believer in having goals and dreams, and and getting those things up and getting them in front of you. I think that's been sort of brought up in my, in a, you know, the way that I was raised. Now, when you look at those goals and dreams, you know, when I look at things, and I'm not just talking about cars or houses. I'm talking about, you know, the type of impact you'd like to have, the type of person mm-hmm. that you'd like to become, you know, the type of uh, spouse that you'd like to have one day. But if you can't see the type of, of man or woman, you know, the type of man that actually embodies and lives that type of life, you got to look at that, that guy, you know, that, okay, so you want to be married to this woman and she's going to be, you know, a woman of character and a woman who impacts her community and an incredible mother. Well, what type of, of a man is, is that woman going to be married to? Well, she's going to be married to a guy who's, you know. Got integrity. He was a stand-up guy who, you know, who goes the extra mile for his family and uh, all of these sort of things. And I started to look at that, and that was where, you know, God really spoke to my heart. He's like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. you've got this list of things that you'd like to have your wife have as like core values and things like that, but you're not living out that yourself. So you're not you're not going to be able to attract somebody like that into your life, right? And and if you met my wife today, and you know, hope one day you would get that opportunity, but like I batted way out of my league. Like my wife is incredible. She's absolutely amazing. And people, you know, you look at her and you're like, it's just, I don't know how Jason did that. I don't know either. That's a God thing, but it, it expands to so much more than just my wife. But like, I think so many people, when I talk to them, especially younger people, early twenties, kind of that area, they want to make an impact
0: mm-hmm. and okay,
1: great. So you want to make an impact. Are you the type of person? Are you becoming the type of person that is going to make an impact? Are mm. you making the tiny little daily decisions that are going to allow you to grow into that person? Mm -hmm. Um, and we think sometimes it needs to be these big, massive things, massive things in our lives that need to change, but it's not, it's often the little tiny things like spending time in your Bible every day or reading a a book every Mm -hmm. day that helps you grow personally or listening to great podcasts like this that help you grow, help expand your perspective. And they're not massive things. They're little tiny things that happen consistently over time that build the person that you want to become.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that you also said something along that of you weren't necessarily a terrible guy who <laughs> was doing <No. laughs> all sorts of terrible bad things or anything, but the, what you had always heard from people, whether it was at church or school or, or wherever, was wow, it, you know, Jason, he's got a lot of potential, and I feel like a lot of listeners. Might have heard that same thing And youth group. I heard it myself, of just sure. like, oh yeah, Daniel, he's he's a leader. He's got a lot of potential. I'm really excited to see where he goes. And but then you kind of get to a point where you're just like, okay, everyone's been saying that, but why am I not there yet?
1: It's a it's a huge. I think it's a it's a real question. I think sometimes we create this sort of limit on ourselves mm-hmm. when when we hear stuff like that because. You're in youth group is an excellent example. Okay. And you're expressing some sort of leadership tendencies. So people are seeing a gifting and a skill set inside you. And I believe that God's given every single one of us a gift, a, you know, yeah. gifting and skill set that he wants us to be able to use. And the first sort of instances are starting to come out, right? When you're a young person and people are saying, wow, you know what? You've got a gift there. You've got a skill set there. Now, what happens, unfortunately, in my experience, and I've lived this myself, is that I think I've got the gift. And then so I just kind of sit and wait for life to happen. Like all these incredible things are just going to come to me because I'm a natural born leader, right?
0: Great, I've got it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got it. Here I am. I've arrived. You know, okay. Yeah. Where's Where's all these opportunities? You know, when you talk about it in op- this, I learned opportunity podcast. I love that. Well, where are all the opportunities? Here I am. Here's my skill set. And so often that's just scratching the surface, right? Mm. You're just barely touching the surface of. Okay, so you might have a you know a skill set and being a leader or being a worship you know leader. Where you're very gifted musically. Okay. But now you actually got to go put the work in yeah. to actually become who that person is, who embodies that person. And that's where I think, you know, if you've got that little natural gifting and so many of us do, right. That natural gifting that gets identified early in life, you'll get caught in that, that all of a sudden you got it all figured out.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, now you
1: actually get to go do the work, right.
0: The opportunity, the opportunity is not in the gift itself. It's in totally. the use of the gift Yes. The purpose. You can be a leader and have a leader's gifting, whatever that is. (laughs) A lot of of different opinions on that, I'm sure. Yes, Um, But you you can have patience uh, or be maybe a little bit more naturally suited to be a patient person, but the patience is not necessarily useful unless it's actually happening
1: learn learning how to apply it. How are you yeah, applying it in the right situations? Yeah, mm-hmm. and growing in that right. Which
0: I mean goes to your your framework here. Looking at what God has blessed you with, what are these gifts? What what is it that you have been given to manage these skill sets and these abilities? How how would one begin to figure that out?
1: Yeah, start with the most basic things. We have the opportunity to manage our thoughts. I I really think that people aren't necessarily always aware, but you actually Hmm. can choose what it is that you're thinking about. The human brain is conditioned and wired in such a way. And you would probably understand this much better than I am with your background, but you can't think about two things at the same time. Yeah. So when you're having a negative thought or a negative, you're going through that and that, you know, those negative thoughts create negative feelings, create negative emotions, you know, and so on and so forth. In most instances, if you can start to change your thought pattern or start to think about something That puts you in a better direction. You can't hold two of these thoughts, negative thoughts at the same time. Mm -hmm. So can you think about something that's more positive? So the first thing that I always like to start with, because so much flows out of that is getting control of your thoughts and and recognizing that you actually do have control Mm. there. And I think that's a new thing for a lot of people, if you've never heard that before, but you can actually lay in some foundational things there that allows you to have more positive thoughts. Now, From that now you've got sort of thoughts flowing into your words and like what are you speaking? What are you what are you actually speaking into the world and what are you saying to and about yourself? You know, if you're telling yourself that you suck at sports for, you know, the first 20 years of your life, you know, you create these reinforcing beliefs and Mm -hmm. but you actually get a choice. You don't have to continue to say these things to ourselves. So we, we get to steward our thoughts and our words, and then eventually your actions and so I, I think a lot of along those lines, and start with that because we're all given those that that gift, that gift to be able to manage our thoughts. So think you know, think about that. And then the biggest one that I think that we we have this opportunity with right now is as is to how do you stewarding the time that you're given. Mm. So and I mean, being being a father, being a husband, people look at me and then writing a book, and every once in a while I get the comment, "Well, how the heck did you do that? You know, how do you?" How do you have the time? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, we we were, we were all given 24 hours in a day. (laughs) Nobody was given any more. Nobody was getting any less. And still with everything that all the incredible things that I get to do in my life, you know, I still was able to watch like an hour of Netflix last night with my wife before we went to bed. Now, could I have used that time doing something different? I absolutely could have, um, and maybe should have, but not necessarily, like not that it was good or bad, but it's like, we have this flex time in our lives and we all mm-hmm. have it, but we just don't necessarily want to recognize it. I have no time to, you know, read a good book or I've got no time to listen to a great podcast. I'm just too busy. Well, really, really? like do an audit, like take a look, right? Yeah, You know, take a look at the time and how are you spending that time? And then, you know, what are you consuming in that time? and yeah. So, so in that, and then in that, I think you start to recognize where your gifts are, right? You start to recognize things that you're passionate about. You start to recognize the directions that you want to go. And I've always sort of looked at gifts as like, you know, these seeds that God's given you. And like we kind of talked about, you know, it's one thing to have the seeds, but you gotta actually put them into action. You actually have to go and, and put them into practice. So if you think that you wanna do more public speaking, you know, go find a Toastmasters Club, right? Give it give find give yeah. yourself the opportunity to be challenged, put yourself out into the market, you know, to take your gifts and skills. If you believe that you wanna be on the worship team at church. You should be practicing every day and then give yourself the opportunity to to, to, to be on the you know the backup team or to, to be there at a moment's notice, right? If they ever need anybody to fill in, right? So maybe you don't get on the team right away, but maybe there's a chance to jump in in the future. You just got to start to kind of angle and put yourself in position where you can have those opportunities when they do come up, you're ready, right? Yeah. You know, yes. you're ready. You've been sewing into that gifting. You've been you've been learning about that gifting that God's given you, and and maybe you're not experiencing all of the opportunities that you think you should right away. But you got to keep you got to keep growing that skill set. You got keep developing that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yep. So uh, th- that's figuring out with, like what is it that you you manage, and then that kind of goes into already like what are you going to do with it. Now, after you have been blessed with these gifts, how do you discern if you're moving towards that? Like, what are you going to do with it? So how do you know if you're in the headed the wrong direction?
1: You know, like, I, I think in my personal experience, and I don't know where all of your listeners are, but if I am being engaged in my relationship with Christ and I'm like spending time in his word every day, he's, he's talking to me through his word and I just you just you know when you're moving in the right direction. I don't know how to describe it in a lot of a better way, but that my relationship with Christ is exactly that. It's a relationship. So there's a two-way conversation. So that means that I'm talking to him about the things that are going on in my life and asking questions, and then I'm a- allowing him to speak into my life by being in his word each day. So I'm allowing the, the possibility of him to encourage me in a direction or to maybe make things clear to me that I should be moving in another direction. You're not always going to get it right either. That's the other thing we have to be willing to make mistakes, right? Because that's how we learn. So I think sometimes we can get too caught up in, well, what if I'm doing the wrong thing? If you're doing something and you're learning from it, you're not necessarily doing the wrong thing. Like if it's yeah. something you're gifting, right? Like <laughs> not like you spoke at the wrong conference or you went to the wrong thing to learn, right? Like, okay. So maybe that wasn't that great experience or you didn't, you know, but it, like, if you're not like breaking God's laws or man laws, but you're learning something and, and actually putting yourself out there, I, I don't think you're making a mistake. You mm. just have to continue to learn from it and improve from it. So if I'm a big, you know, one of these people, like, I want to make sure I got it all right before I move forward. Like I wanted to make sure that I was a good writer before I wrote a book. Well, you've read a part of my book. Not good. Um, That's I not made, how it works. It, 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 it's, not, it's not how it works. You write and you learn and you grow. And I really hope the next yeah. book can be better than this one. And, and but if It I wasn't bad at one, all. <laughs> right. But but if I hadn't written this one, then I can't write the next one where I could have the possibility again getting better. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? You got to be in motion. So you're kind of, you. that allows you to help to discern if you're headed in a positive direction. It's, 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 if you're headed in, in the direction of what your purpose is, what you're, what you're understanding your values are, does it align with your values? I talk about that in the book. Yeah. You know, you got to do the work to figure out what your values are and if what you're working on or what you're doing, doesn't align with who you are as a person or your values, you know, or your, what you believe your purpose is, then, then maybe you need to take a, cl- a closer look at it
0: yeah for sure yeah yep. okay so where where are you headed right now jason what are some things that you are trying to to sew in this season to prepare for
1: i am actively trying to sow my ability to take information to take these sort of concepts that are from both sides of both personal growth and spiritual growth mm-hmm. and trying to figure out a way to be able to communicate those ideas clearly to people that it can uplift and encourage them to pursue what God's calling them in their life. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, I want to be able to take, I love to read, so I want to be able to take the ideas that I'm reading about, and I want people to grow in their relationship with Christ. I want people to grow and flourish in the purpose that I believe God has for them. So how can I take those things and simplify them in such a way, not that they need to be simplified because it's a simple audience, but because I need to be able to convey the message that it allows Mm -hmm. you to move right? That, that you actually have tools in your toolbox that you can actually be equipped to go forward. So I'm, I'm doing that by writing more. I'm doing that by creating a, a weekly YouTube video, which just pushes me even though they're just these short videos that I produce once a week, it pushes me to take an idea and kind of flesh it out and re- like like make mistakes. Right? Like I, got, I make a lot of mistakes. If you watch the videos, I, I don't get it right. But can I take that idea and be able to convey it in my what I'm thinking in a clear enough way that it actually can impact and uplift and encourage somebody so that they they can feel encouraged in their life and in their pursuits?
0: As you know, all this work that you're doing is incredibly vulnerable and hard to to put yourself out there and do. And I can imagine a lot of potential distractions or limiting beliefs or messages that would prevent you from getting to this point. And this is probably something that listeners are experiencing right now. Like A lot of listeners have something that they know that they care about, but they don't feel like they have what it takes to to get started. And that, totally. how did you how did you move past those limiting beliefs and get started on your youtube on writing the book on doing all of the the work that you're doing
1: now it's 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 a really good point and a great question because you know when i was younger i would say to myself well i'm too young to do something like this or yeah, you know, <laughs> i'm too busy or i'm too whatever like what are those limiting things going to be and you know i'm i'm in my early 40s i've got a business background i'm not I'm not a pastor. I'm not theologically trained, but I want to talk about faith-based ideas. I want to encourage people in their faith. I want to encourage people in their personal growth. So there's a lot of that going, oh man, you know, am I going to put myself out there? What are, what are people going to think? And you know what? It just, you kind of get to the point and the sooner, I wish I could have realized it sooner, but the people that are supposed to be there and be uplifted and encouraged by the message that you are called to bring are going to be there. Mm-hmm. And everybody else isn't going to watch it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They're, they're just not going to engage. So there was definitely many points where I was like writing the book and it's, this is such a departure from my sort of, you know, working in business and things like that. And the YouTube is like not at all anything that, that you know, that I would have, I think a lot of people were surprised when I started doing that. They didn't expect that from me necessarily, but it's something that I've been building inside of me for a long time most of the feedback I get is we love it. You know, just keep going. And then anybody that isn't interested in it has just dropped off. They don't, it's not like they've not like we stopped being friends or anything like that. It's just, they, they choose not to engage with that content. And so be it, that's fine. I think sometimes we think people are thinking about us more than they are. They're not Mm -hmm. (laughs) right. Mm -hmm. You're thinking about yourself the most, nobody else is thinking about you as much as you are. And you're not, you're not doing any, you know, you can learn so much more by being creative, by, by actually putting yourself out there by trying something new. Than if you just wait, or if you think for that moment that you're going to be ready. I, in my experience, that that moment of being perfectly trained and ready, and everything that the world expects, doesn't exist.
0: No. It really doesn't. This reminded me a little bit about I, I heard Ben Rector talking uh, to Bob Goff on his podcast this week, uh, okay. and that reminded me. Some Bob asked Ben Rector something about like the haters, <laughs> and uh, it's like, "Yeah, I always heard like people say that they have all these haters and everything." And he's like, "I really haven't experienced that. I I have people that don't like my music and will comment that comment that they don't like my music, but." that's like almost a win to that point that my music has gotten to the point where it is reaching beyond the people that I've made the music for.
1: Totally. So
0: if what's preventing you from starting or putting content out there or whatever Mm -hmm. you feel called or led to do are are the haters, well, you're not going to get there until you've been successful.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I haven't had any... (laughs) Any negative comments? Yeah. Well, I had one person write me shush on a TikTok video or something like that. And I was like, I was talking about my relationship with Christ. And I, that's my closest hater <laughs> comment I've had thus far. And I was like, all right, that's cool. I'm like, I don't know who that person is. But, but even you know, like, then, the algorithm yeah, then, knows
0: like, them well enough that they're curious yeah. and that you are actually probably a good fit. <laughs>
1: they still watch the video. So I was like that's cool. You know, I reached somebody that's, you know, not in my immediate circle. I was excited, you know, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You think you're going to put something out there and you're going to have a lineup of people that disagree with you. It doesn't work.
0: (laughs) Well, either that or, or maybe the algorithm showed you because they, they get a lot of enjoyment out of shushing people (laughs) in that space. (laughs) Who who knows, but either way you're adding value. So keep it up, Jason.
1: I I was excited about it. I thought it was funny. So
0: so, what are you learning about uh, right now, just through this journey?
1: That's a good question. I am learning to be patient. You know, we talked about patience earlier in this. Learning to be patient, and and it's even, you know, I've learned that in many points in my life. But building up and being is—you got to be consistent. And it's not about an end goal, right? Like when I look at the YouTube mm-hmm. videos, sometimes people are asking me the question, "Well, how long are you going to do that for?" I'm like, "I don't know. Right now, I love it. I have no plans of stopping." And they're like, are you waiting for like a certain point or a certain number of views or a certain number of subscribers? I'm like, it means nothing to me. This is where I feel like I'm called to be. So I'll just continue to create content once a week until I feel God tells me to do something different. But for now, there's no destination in mind in there. And I think that's been a real good shift for me. I've been like, we talked about, you know, survey goal and destination focused at various points in my life. And now I'm Mm. much more identity focused. Who do I want to be? Who do I want to be as a husband? Who do I want to be as a father? Who do I want to be in business? Who would I like to be in supporting my community? And it's taking me a while to get to that point where it's so much more about who I want to be and much less about where I'd like to end up.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's like I've said before, it's a difference between someone who has a goal of running a 5K and someone who's a runner.
1: 100%.
0: Someone who meets that goal of running 5K, runs the 5K, and then they drop off. (laughs) they're 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 not fit they're not running it but the runner can always run a 5k because this is what they do they run
1: (laughs) yeah exactly it's part of their it's part of their identity it's part of who they are right Mm -hmm. so so i love i love continuing to to learn about that And people say things that you hear the journey you know enjoy the journey (laughs) you know things like that and I think you got to be honest with people. There are parts of the journey that just aren't fun. Not
0: exactly, right? And right, like, not at
1: all. Like, and I, I, if you <laughs> enjoy the journey, you know, before when I was younger and very destination focused, I'm like, I'm not enjoying the journey. I'm not really sure what's going on. Am I supposed? What am I, I? must be doing something wrong. Right to your question, right earlier, like how do you know if you're going the wrong way? I must be doing something wrong because I'm not enjoying the journey. Well you get to choose to enjoy the journey for starters, but there's, there's parts of life that are just going to challenge you, that are going to push you, that are going to push you out of your comfort zone. And, and by that very nature, they're going to be uncomfortable. Mm. It's uncomfortable to get up at five o'clock in the morning for two years and write a book. It's uncomfortable. But then I, you know, I look at the, it, it lined up with who I wanted to become as a person. So I was a writer. So I got up at five o'clock in the morning to yes. write a book because I was a writer and, you know, I continue to write and they you know, it's uncomfortable to continue to, Carve out the time to create YouTube videos and to create content or or whatever it is with three kids and a full-time job. Yeah, it's uncomfortable sometimes. I do believe very much that it's a part of who I am as a person and that I want to be a content creator. I want to be out there uplifting, encouraging people. It's Mm. part of my identity. So that's why I do it.
0: It's going to be difficult, the journey. You can enjoy it even when it is difficult, though. That, that's totally that's yep. a, a possibility for sure. But usually, it's all the difficult things of life that are worth doing. I get this a, a lot. We are very used to comfort being the end all be all in America. Uh, I don't know yeah. what it's like in Canada, but maybe it's similar.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just yeah. want
0: to be comfortable. But then there's this human side to us of that has higher virtues that we'd like to also be called to and and those can't necessarily meet with one another all that well so like okay would you rather be comfortable but then not become a person of grace patience gentleness or self-control self-control is a huge one i'd rather be comfortable than have self-control like, right. but yeah. there's also a side where I'm just like, no, I really want to have self-control and be healthy and, you know, not going over to use a Canadian reference, not going over and getting my Timbits and coffee every day, you know, totally like
1: 10 bits. they get me every time, every time, man. Yeah, yeah, so, good. <laughs> so good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, so you're, you're, you're yeah.
1: Right. I just did a series of videos actually that I'm in the middle of right now. And I don't know when this will come out, but I was talking about you know, stress, and because we all face challenges. Mm -hmm. And, and it's a great point to bring up of if your goal in life is to be comfortable, if your goal in life is to remove the stressors and the challenges from your life, you're actually opening yourself up to some, some potentially very dangerous things, because you're going to try and create a bubble around you that prevents stress from happening. And the very nature of the world that we live in is that things are going to happen. Life is Mm. going to happen. COVID is going to happen and nobody saw it coming. Right. You know, all of these different things that are outside of our control. So you can't, comfort can't be the goal, right? Because it makes you too fragile. It makes you too breakable that Mm. when things happen that are completely out of your control, you don't, you haven't built up any muscles to be Mm. able to withstand. And I love the term anti-fragile. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that term. I have never heard that. It's a, it's I haven't actually read the book, but I'm familiar with the term. There's a gentleman by the name of Nassim Taleb and he wrote he wrote a book called Anti-Fragile. And the opposite of being fragile, like we're talking about, like being in a comfortable situation and being broken because you're too fragile, isn't to be robust or resilient. So if you're robust or resilient, that would be often be the response of what's the opposite of fragile, but in his mind, mm that means that you would stand in the storm. So like a building that goes through a storm, it stands there, it's very strong and it's gonna be there after the storm passes, but it hasn't hasn't changed. So it's kind of robust or resilient. But if you're anti-fragile, what he says is when you go through a storm or a challenge in life, which we all face, you actually come out the other side stronger. Mm. You grow and you develop. And so I love this concept because we are going to be challenged. We are going to face a different... Uh, opportunities in life for us to grow and but if our mindset is that we're people that are anti-fragile that we grow and get stronger when we face challenges then we're always improving we're always having that opportunity to grow and get better and we just become more of i believe who god's calling us to be because if the challenges are going to happen why wouldn't you want to have a mindset that says i want to grow through this as compared to just survive it or it breaks me and when you talk about stress i think it's really important because we all get stressed (laughs) yeah part of it's part of the deal so
0: that's really interesting because i mean that's what i like to think about a lot is like how do we get past just surviving and yes. and build off and of life and, grow, and have right? a thriving abundant life satisfaction that is is true and real and of a quality of life that's based off of endurance i suppose yes. i mean because endurance is uh, maybe a little different than resilience because mm-hmm. you are gaining endurance and ability so that muscle is continuing to grow and you be- become more enduring over and over and over. So there is change uh, to that, Um, which is different than steadfastness, which is another virtue along the same lines, but maybe is a little bit more like the building. It doesn't necessarily change. It's steadfast.
1: I I do like that idea of enduring, seeing things, continuing things when they get difficult. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I look at, I've been married for six years. Anybody that tells you that marriage is easy is, I don't, I, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> Hasn't been my experience. not easy. Uh, I easy. love it. It's not easy, but it's fun and it's worth yeah. it, but it's not easy. That means that, you know, we we still face challenges as a couple and different opportunities for us to learn and, and, and communication and all mm-hmm. of these things. But it's so, it's so incredible, right. It's at the same time, but it's uh, yeah, you grow through in, in it.
0: It is a, a formational experience in itself right? Yep, absolutely. But any of these formational experiences in order to to get to those higher virtues, it requires withholding from yourself, unlimited freedom and potential to do whatever the heck you want whenever you want to do it. And that, I think, is one of the hardest things about it. Why would we choose to put ourselves through something that we would have to build muscle and a lot of times we're not going to in our culture. Yeah, yeah.
1: no, it's, it's kind of, yeah, y- y- comfort and freedom, like chasing those mm. two things. I'm like, you're going to find yourself in a whole lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> like you're, you're, I really just, I want to be free to make all my own choices. I'm like, you don't, you really don't. <laughs> no. It's not what you want. You know, I, what, have you read Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willick? He, he's got a, you know, and discipline is the, is, is the path to freedom there. Like, you mm. know, if you want to get better at something, that means you need to discipline yourself to get better at it. You want to be a better swimmer. You got to get in the pool every day. Mm -hmm. You want to get better physically. You got to, so now what does that open up for you when you can discipline yourself in certain ways, You know, if you can discipline yourself to be physically active, which is challenging for me as a father of three, full transparency, but if I can challenge myself to, you know, discipline myself to be physically active, then it opens up the freedom that I will be able to continue to play with my kids as they get older. Yeah. Right. But if I choose, well, well, I get to free, I'm free. I can choose whatever I want. So I can eat whatever I want and I can live however I want. I don't have to go to the gym. I don't have to do any of that stuff because Mm -hmm. I'm free. Yeah. Well, you know, talk to me in 10 years and let's see how I'm doing. Right. It's going to be, it's not going to be very free.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty limited. (laughs) Yeah. By not limiting yourself in the small moment right now, you're limiting yourself in the long run in the future for possibilities or opportunities that you wish you could take advantage of, but you don't have the resources, the ability, or or the freedom to actually do that. 100%. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I know we've covered a lot of different topics and gotten off topic here so i hope that's no it is right all now. under oh. the
0: same the same vein yeah. of personal development uh spiritual Absolutely. development and that's where we find opportunity is those things it's it's not just your professional life but it's also your personal life they, they go all together so we're a whole person a whole human being so definitely these are things that i wonder about all the time and think about and it helps me apply it to then my professional life my my work and and what I'm doing, especially because what I do is very much having to do with people's personal lives, but (laughs) yeah, yeah, very
1: much so. Absolutely.
0: Well, what are some suggested resources or next steps for people based off of things that we've been talking about?
1: Yeah, I could recommend like a couple of great books, Atomic Habits by James Clear.
0: Great book. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you. I only read it maybe for the first time two years ago. And Mm -hmm. it's funny because I ran into somebody three whatever it came out. I ran into somebody right when it came out and they're like, you gotta read this book. And I didn't read it and I don't know why. And then I've read it probably three or four times over the last two years because I think that there are some foundational pieces in there that can be applied to any area of life where you'd like to grow. And there are some, I don't want to use I don't know, it's like life hacks or shortcuts in there, but things that I wish I knew. That, that can help me that when you do pick an area that you'd like to continue to improve on, there are some really great concepts in there in Atomic Habits, including talking about your identity, the type of person that you are, you know, I'm a runner, right? That's why you run. I'm a writer and that's why you're right. He talks about that. He's he a great job mm-hmm. uh, of that. So that that's a great, a great book. Another one is either one of two books, especially speaking to, to, you know, to your audience, to younger people that are kind of coming up and looking for opportunities your ability to be able to connect with people mm. is going to be so key to opening up doors of opportunity in your. So, another book that I've read—I don't even know how many times I've read it—and it's an older book, but it's "How to Win Friends and yeah. Influence People." <laughs> I knew uh, exactly where you were going. <laughs> so, like you're like listen. I mean, that book is like I, I read. It, try to read it once a year. It's a classic. Um, it, it's classic, but as I look back I have 41 years, so to work, you know, being in the marketplace, working for 20 plus years. So many of the opportunities professionally in my life have come through relationships. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily through, you know, applying to the right job online mm-hmm. or even maybe a skill set that I brought to the table, but so many doors and opportunities have been opened because I knew someone who knew someone. And my ability to connect with and can, you know, sew into other people and uplift and encourage other people has opened those doors to gain friendships with people and connections with people. It doesn't mean that I, I'm an introvert. I, I don't spend a lot of time with a whole lot of people. Like I've got mm-hmm. a really core group of people that I spend a lot of time with, and then I've got you know a good handful of people that I know fairly well a good network um, of people that is there for me and I'm there for them that we can open up doors for each other. But that takes time to build. But in order to do that, you've got to learn how to connect with people. It's kind of the yeah. variable. You know, if you want to be successful in anything, you can tell me you want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, you want to be, you know, you want to be a scientist, whatever that is, you are going to be improved as a person. If you can know how to connect with people, Yeah, you're going to rise up and have a And if more you don't know how
0: to connect with people, yeah. then that's what, Ends a lot of jobs, ends a lot of, course, of relationships. It's so and, limiting, right? Yeah. It, just,
1: it's, it becomes a lid on your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to open those up. Those would be two two resources I would highly recommend that uh, people plug into.
0: I want to add a, another one, too, just based yeah. off of what you were talking about when you were talking about thoughts. It reminded me of Soundtracks by John A. Cuff. That's a good book. Yes. Uh, yeah. to, to think about how you can control uh, your thoughts and kind of turn down those limiting beliefs that are are going through your mind quite often are the soundtracks of your mind. That's what the point of the book is. So I, I'd recommend that one as well. And Jason, how would listeners, how would, how would they uh, connect with you?
1: The best way would be to head over to Jason So that's J A S O N A L C O T T.com. And, you know, I've got uh, the book on there. I've got it. I send out a weekly newsletter and in the weekly newsletter, it's super short, but really it's just a link to the weekly YouTube video. But if you go that way and, and actually get the newsletter sent to you every week, then you get the opportunity because I'm also creating other resources as well. I, I created a goal setting workbook over the holidays. I'm, right. I'm working on a handbook for personal growth that I'm looking forward to giving away here shortly. If you're a part of that newsletter and email list, you'll get those resources to you, you know, right away as soon as they become available and I'm just, I'm constantly thinking of how can I create something. that would uplift and encourage people or give you tools to work on your purpose so there's gonna be a lot more of that coming on the pipeline so that's where i'd encourage people to go
0: perfect yeah make sure that you subscribe to that uh instead of waiting to get those resources when they come out because you might forget and there's a missed opportunity right there so you don't
1: want you don't want to miss those opportunities
0: right jason a-l-c-o-t-t Dot com That's right there it is no
1: relation to louisa may alcott who wrote little women so oh really apparently. okay yeah I, you no know relation, i didn't think yeah. about that my you know i keep asking my parents but they said no dice. So. <laughs> oh man
0: yeah you, you, you haven't seen any of the 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 income from little no little that hasn't money. shown up yet <laughs> no royalties <laughs> no royalties little women money coming no, your no, way no. well hey you know if you're ever in the great hoosier state of indiana you come on over and uh, yeah we'll hang out
1: I would love to. Yeah, that would be awesome. Thanks so much for having me. If I can just affirm you, this is Such an incredible thing that you're doing here, Daniel, and sowing into uh, people as just kind of opening their eyes up to different learnings and opportunities. I think the more that people can consume positive content like this, it'll become an outflowing in their life, right? When you can read good things and you can listen to positive things, it it sort of bubbles up inside you and becomes an outflowing in your life so that you are seeing the opportunities that are sitting right in front of you. So please just continue to do this. It's such an incredible thing to
0: do. Thank you very much. That's really encouraging. I appreciate that you were willing to even listen and uh, send me a message saying, hey, let's do this thing. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. loving that. your
1: podcast. It's so good.
0: Thank you very much. And listeners, thank you. You encourage me that uh, you're still here and listening. <laughs> and uh, join us next time as we continue to try to gain more opportunities in your personal and professional life.